Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. Good job, Peyton. High five. Dude, we're on book three, Peyton. You might not remember because you ditched me and fell asleep last night. Are you ready? Okay. This book is not good for you. Secret series by Pseudonymous Bosch. Book three. Are you ready? Okay. Part one. Appetizers. Chapter one. Boxes. Kachoo! Max Ernest sneezed so violently, his spiky hair quivered for a full five seconds after he was done. Hey, did you notice it? I did I blink? He looked down at his friend Cassandra, who was crouched next to him, her pointy ears sticking out above her long braids. I read that every time you sneeze, you blink, so I've always tried to see if I can keep my eyes open. Sorry, I wasn't looking, Cass muttered. She had a long... She had long ago learned to ignore half of what Max Ernest said, a necessary survival skill if you were going to be best friends with the most talkative boy in town. Now, what do you mix, what, what do soup mix and pest control have to do with each other? She was trying to read a scrawled, read words scrawled on a cardboard box, but most had been crossed out. Plumbing equipment, teddy bears and toy mice, Catcher mitts and opera glasses, dried flowers, fly fishing, dried flies, parking tickets, canned tuna, soup mix, pest control. Uh Uh-oh. I think I have to... Kachoo! Max sneezed again. It's dust mites. I'm allergic. Cass pushed the box aside. It wasn't the one that she was looking for. And stood up. Suddenly, it was a good half a foot taller than her, her companion. Oh, right. How could I forget the sing- a single one of your hundred allergies? What do you mean? There's only 63 that I know of, Max Ernest corrected, not picking up on her sarcasm. Let's see. There's wheat, walnuts, peanuts, pecans, strawberries, shellfish. Oh, chocolate, of course. Come on, said Cass, moving to a box behind the one that she'd been looking at. Are you going to help me find this thing or what? Do you know what this reminds me of? Um, uh, My Girl. Have you seen the movie My Girl? Oh my god. Oh jeez, Louisa. We're watching My Girl tonight and if we don't own it, we're buying it. It was one of my all-time number one favorite movies and I think that every girl in her mm, late 30s debated naming their daughter Veda. I wanted to name you and Molly Veda. Oh, when you watch this movie, you're going to be like You know what? I don't know, but it was on my list. I'm going to you were going to watch this movie when you get home from school after we read. And you're going to say, why didn't you name me Veda? Oh, it's so cute. I love it. What a beautiful name. What a beautiful movie, too. But the little boy, he's allergic to everything. It was summer, and Cass was working afternoons at her grandfather's antique store. The fire sale, everything you ever, never, and then ever crossed out, never wanted. As an unidentified... Oh, as it was identified on the front door. As readers of certain unmentionable books will recall, 
The store was housed on the bottom floor of an old brick. Oh, yeah. We know this because it says the un- re- unmentionable readers because we know that a part of the secret. Um, it was of an old red, red brick fire station. Cass's grandfathers, Larry and Wayne, lived upstairs. And every day they crammed their store with more and more stuff. Last year, Cass remembered the store had already seemed like a maze but at least there'd been enough space to walk between the shelves. Now you had to climb over piles of junk just to get from one part of the room to another. Cassa told her mother that she was working at the fire sale to save money for a new bicycle, but that wasn't exactly true. It wasn't her only reason for working anyways. In fact, she had an ulterior motive. She was looking for a box, a special box that she knew to be somewhere in her grandfather's store. And considering there are at least a thousand boxes in the store, not to mention all of the things that were unboxed, she figured that she would need all summer to find the one that she was looking for. Today, her grandfathers had taken their dog, Sebastian, to the vet, and Cass was taking advantage of the time to to redouble her search. Max Ernest had graciously agreed to assist how come they're not friends with benjamin anymore it's like the kid just disappeared huh honestly benjamin and yoyoji are supposed to be her friends and they're not even helping her do this yeah. okay well all right maybe, maybe benjamin is still oh, sorry. okay maybe benjamin is still healing from the um stuff they gave him or maybe weird Anyways, um, or more precisely, he had reluctantly agreed to keep her company. He was used to his survivalist friends' quixotic quests. I don't know that word again. Dang it, I gotta write all these words down that I don't know, huh? Whether she was searching for the toxic waste under the schoolyard or or, or killer mold under the cafeteria sink, but this particular search, he felt, was particularly hopeless. What makes you think that it's still here, he asked, not moving from his perch on top of an old pile of an old encyclopedias. You know, my grandfathers, they never throw anything away. She closed, closed up the box and moved on to another. Max Ernest looked around the store and shook his head. I think they have an obsessive compulsive disorder. It's clinical. Cass bristled. She loved her grandfathers and couldn't stand anyone criticizing them, except possibly herself. Does anybody have a condition? Does any... Does everybody have to have a condition? Can't they just like stuff? So why can't you why can't you just ask them where it is? Are you crazy? They'd tell my mom for Are you crazy? They'd tell my mom for sure. But we don't even know what it looks like. This whole thing, it doesn't make any sense. I know. It says handle with care, and there's a hole cut in the Oh, she's looking for the box that they found her in. I know what it is. It's it's, I know what it says, handle with care, and there's a hole cut in the bo- cardboard box. Like, if you were carrying a cat, Max Ernest, okay, okay. Max Ernest wasn't very good at feelings, whether his own or anybody else's, but he noticed that, Cass, he noticed that Cass's ears, always a reliable emotional thermometer, were turning bright red. The box was obviously a sensitive subject. Indeed, it had been less than six months, and Cass had discovered her mother's secret. Her mother had not given birth to her. She was adopted, and she was a foundling, as her grandfathers put it. That Cassandra wasn't even her real name. The story went something like this.
Oh my gosh, we're going to hear the whole story of how she got adopted and stuff. Mm -hmm. Hold on, guys, I'm taking a drink of my coffee. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm back. Special delivery. Oh, excuse that little yawny on. The arrival of a babe of baby Cassandra a not so longish time ago in a place not so farish away, there lived two not so very oldish men. These two old men loved collecting things so much that their home filled with their home filled to the brim with odds and ends and this and that and a lot of bric a brac too. Knowing the men's acquisitive habits, the neighboring townsfolk were always leaving boxes on their doorsteps. Their home was the home of last resort. Usually the boxes contained broken musical instruments or mismatched china or outgrown clothing. Objects. Things. Stuff. One fateful day, however, the men opened a box on their doorstep and and discovered something. Discovered something altogether different. Instead of baby clothing, they found a baby. An actual living breathing baby like somebody left a baby on their porch remember in a box oh, oh i thought they were i thought they found the box oh no in the... no the men didn't know what to do of of course of all things in the world a baby is oh no a baby is one of the things that most people want to keep but as tender-hearted as these men were they knew that their home was a difficult dangerous place to raise a child they were there were far too many things there were far too many things to pull and poke and break down and burn and rip and ruin luckily a friend was visiting at the time this friend a very smart and successful but also lonely woman had just been telling them how very very much that she wanted a baby of her own they decided that the baby was meant to be hers that friend was mel short for melanie the woman who became cass's mother that same day, the two men, a certain Larry and a certain Wayne, declared themselves to be Cass's grandfather, and they all lived happily ever after. Almost. When Cass first learned the truth about her origins, she'd been inclined to forgive her mother for not telling her sooner. She knew that her mother hadn't wanted even the littlest thing to come between them, and the fact that Cass was adopted was a pretty big thing. But as the weeks wore on, instead of softening, Cass's feelings had grown increasingly hard. For most of her life as a child as a child of a single mom, Cass had wondered who her father was. Now that she had to wonder now she had to wonder who her mother was too. And the worst part was that her mother didn't seem to have any sympathy for Cass wanting to know who her parents were. Her birth parents, Cass agree- agreed to call them. Oh, her mother said. Oh, her mother said she had sympathy. She said that she understood, but she wouldn't do anything about it. With a normal adoption, you could march over to the adoption agency and demand to know the names of your birth parents. Sure, when you're 18, her mother repeated, reminding her, until then the records are sealed because Cass had been dropped on a doorstep and there were no agency. there was no agency to consult. To Cass, the answer, answer was simple. Hire a detective, but her mother refused. Even when Cass said that she'd give up her allowance for a year. So not time, not for the first time, Cass decided to play detective herself. Please help me, said Cass. You have no idea what it's like not to know who your parents are. Your parents fight over you every second of your life. I said okay, didn't I? 
Max Ernest made a big show of examining a shoebox on a shelf in front of him. You think a baby could fit in this? No. What if a midget? What if it was a midget baby? You know what I... You know what? Why don't you just leave? Before Max Ernest could respond, thunk, it was the sound of something very heavy dropping on the ground, followed by a loud, sinister pounding on the front door. Ooh.